0: You are listening to the Doc Doc Goose Podcast. Welcome to episode four of the Goose podcast. We are the podcast that is never politically correct and always HIPAA compliant. That's right. We practice anonymity. We will talk about every case that we've seen, but we will not mention names because that would be wrong. Very wrong. My name is Sean Palmer. I'm one of the docs. This is Ben Imes. He is the other doc. Definitely a physician. And... Our Goose, Matt Imes.
1: Hey. hey
0: buddy. He's not a doctor.
1: Not a doctor, just a Goose.
0: <laughs>
2: just
1: a Goose. Still look Goose.
0: <sighs> How are you guys this week? Great.
2: <laughs> I don't actually have anything prepared for that, so I'm
0: good. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Shoot. I'm good too, thanks for asking. Sean, uh, I heard you're having a baby. Uh, well, I am not, my wife is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's what I heard I don't know who Ben's hearing stuff from but this, this is I heard med- Natalie's having a baby <laughs>
0: this, is, this is a medical podcast but we are not creating medical miracles here there's still a woman having the baby yes we are having a baby we're doing May we're uh very excited so hey, we shared it with the world yesterday and uh there you go it's all out for the world to know oh
2: congratulations
0: thank you anything fun happen in your guys week It's hard to top that i know don't worry it's not a competition
2: uh we are not having a baby so that's awesome we we love our three children but we are not ready for any more so
0: all right today we have a fun topic for everyone this is how to be a good patient i'm excited about it i have tons of notes for the show ben has been working on a great blog post about this
2: and before we get into this can i just say thank you for listening to our podcast but This is not us establishing a patient-doctor relationship with you. Don't get medical advice from us. Just be entertained from us. Maybe get a little bit of education from us. But please don't send us pictures of your rash expecting us to take care of you. Unless you want it posted on our blog. So,
1: Do it. Do (laughs) it. Do it. it. Uh,
2: And then the other thing is, hey, I wanted to say we have a number one fan out there. Did you know that? Do you guys know this? What? Uh, Our number one fan... Is number one, because he rated us one star on iTunes. Thanks, Ooh. number one, for giving us a one star. We we appreciate you. Shout out to you for taking the extra time to go on there and click one star.
0: Yet you did world- put, put another minute into it to tell us why. Yeah.
2: Thanks, Thanks, dude. The world's a better place now because of you, number one fan. So uh, this episode is dedicated to you.
0: And by that, we mean not you, because you're probably not listening. If you are, <laughs> go give us another one. I dare you. <laughs> Please create another account just so you can give us another one star. I love that. I hope you I hope I I can't say he he or she is still listening just sitting there being angry and not liking us. That would be fantastic. That's what people do with political shows. They just sit there and get angry, so why not? I like it. Back to our topic, <laughs> how to be a good patient. We're going to tell you everything you need to know to not anger your i'm sorry ben there's no other way to say this but your medical provider because we're talking about all different types of people you could see your physician your physical therapist your chiropractor well you can annoy them go ahead or anybody else that you might see in a given time
2: the nurses will you just insert a little bit of me throwing up here for calling me a
0: provider (gasps) thank you and now we can get back to the regularly scheduled show how not to anger your physician or anybody else you may come in contact with in the medical world.
2: And and I really want to say, I, I think this is, this is not just how to not anger them, but also to have a successful appointment. When you come in, you want to really set yourself up for success and, and, A lot of times patients shoot themselves in the foot without even knowing what they're doing. And so we're hoping that a little bit of education will go a long way at this time.
0: Because there are a lot of things that happen. Every business has their nuances, especially ours have things that that you just might not see happen behind the the scenes. And quite honestly, a good business is one that you don't see what's happening behind the scenes. It just works well in front of you. And so we're here to tell you a little bit about that and how you can help us have a smooth system so you get better care, and everybody else gets better care too, and we still like our jobs at the end of the day, which is important for everybody, I believe. Indeed. I had, uh, God bless this patient, he must have known that we were recording this today, because my last patient of the day, I had an eval at 3.30, and so we, I have our, our front office call 15 minutes late to say, hey, got to reschedule, sorry. They are picking up the phone to call him at 18 minutes late, and guess who walks through the door? Ooh. No call, no apology, no excuse of even bad traffic or some other excuse that we wouldn't believe. Just, I'm here. Captain Tardy. Thanks, dude. So that brings us to point one, show up on time. There is a lot of work that we have to do behind the scenes to get ready for your appointment. When you walk in the door, it does not mean we get to pull you back and just start seeing you right away. Ben, you can talk about what happens in your in your practice behind the scenes. For us, you have paperwork every time when you walk in the door that you have to do. Yeah. Um, that paperwork has to get done. There, there's a front office component that has to get put in in the front. There's a clinical component that has to get inputted in the back. And that's before we can even pull you back to see you. So if you're walking in your appointment five minutes early, you are probably not going to be seen on time. Our clinic, because it's multiple specialties, we have an egregious new patient packet. It's like 14 pages long. So we actually don't even tell people the end time or their uh, their appointment time in our clinic. We just tell them the check-in time. So that there's no like, well, you tell me to be there 15 minutes early, so I'll show up at this time and you know, I have it done or mostly done, so I'll just scoot in at 5 minutes. If their appointment's at 8, we're like, you'd be here at 7:15. It, exactly.
2: I, I'll tell you our paperwork is ridiculous. I mean, it's like 45 pages long. You have to like basically work out your hands before you even come into our office, just so you can complete the paperwork. It's obnoxious. And uh, yeah, if you show up as a new patient right on time, it's gonna throw off everything.
0: And, and part of the reason that this is so important, it's not like, I'm not downing desk jobs. I'm just, I'm just pointing out the difference between like, our type of job of seeing patients and having to schedule throughout the day, and the, the job where you're just working on documents on a computer or something. Our day runs on a very strict time schedule. And there's another patient coming at a specific time after you, no matter what happens with you. So if you're late and you get into us and we still accept you in, we've got to figure out how to make that time up. And that time doesn't just magically appear. It comes out of somebody else's time or your time. Or we're working through more of our lunch or whatever than we usually do. Or documenting longer on the weekends than we usually do to make up for it. That time's got to be made up somewhere. We don't like having to play that game. We want to give everybody all the time they deserve to give the best care possible. That's what we want to do. We, we don't want to change that game plan.
2: Right. Uh, and Sean, have you ever seen a patient while when you were like running behind? Have you ever been late yeah. to a patient who went right? I mean, me too. It sucks. And I hate doing it. And I know that you're like, well, if you can't be on time, why should I be on time? Realistically, like Sean was saying, if you don't show up to your appointment on time, it takes away from everybody else's appointment. And it's really frustrating for everybody.
0: there are already things that are going to set us back in the day like someone comes in with an emergency or i mean there could come an emergency for me but you know like for ben's practice they would or you just have people that that are more flared up that day and i just it's more difficult to treat and you want to do all you can to try to get them out of pain and so it takes a little bit longer and you never know how your day is going to run you always have little stuff like that come up and you want to be able to give people like i said that good treatment so if then you add on people being late on their end too, there's just no way to do everything.
2: Can I can I talk about the next thing that really bothers me and that's the pain scale score.
0: Matt, have you heard of this
2: pain scale score? Never. Never. So when the sometimes the doctor's office will say, "Will you rate your pain on a scale of 1 to 10?" And what do you think the maximum pain is that you can have, Matt? Uh 10. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. You nailed it on the first try. That is good. A 10 out of 10 should be that you are actively on fire uh while being stabbed in the gonads. Like, I mean, it's, it's the most awful pain that you can ever imagine. Um what, st- what if somebody does that on a regular basis, though? <laughs> that wouldn't be pain. Right. And I, I get it. I mean, it's subjective. It's it's a whole subjective thing. So, you know, your 10 out of 10 is somebody else's, you know two out of 10 because they're used to being stabbed. But but there should be some consistency, right? (laughs) And there and where 10 out of 10 is so much pain that you can't speak that you're crying, because it hurts so bad. Uh, And so if you're sitting on the hospital bed or the exam table, uh, eating a Big Mac and uh, slurping away on your coke, and you're telling me 10 out of 10 pain, I'm not gonna believe you. Uh, And that's just a bad way to start things off. It means you've established a relationship with me built on lies. Also, ten out of ten is the most pain. If you tell me that you're 13 out of 10, I know that you're also lying. If you picture let's hey, let's use an architecture metaphor here for you, Matt. Um, let's not. You'll let's probably do it. botch it up. Do it. I doubt yes. it, I doubt it. Let's see. Let's say you have a 10 story building and I ask you what story you're on, and you tell me you're on the 13th floor.
0: I bet you're lying. <laughs> Also because they don't put in 13 floors because it's not exactly. lucky. Exactly.
2: <laughs> also that. Exactly. There's no way that you could be on the 13th floor, right? There's absolutely no way. So uh, don't lie. You can only go up to 10 floors. You can only hit 10 on the elevator. You could go to the roof, I suppose, and hit 11. Uh, but once you start breaking my pain scale, I'm I'm a little distrustful.
0: I am so glad you brought this up, Ben. This is this so, always gets
1: Do you explain the pain scale before you ask it?
2: Does it need explanation? <laughs>
1: Maybe, I mean, <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, if you're griping about it, yeah, maybe. Here's the, here's the thing. We've actually done a, um, a thing because we've, we've had to use this for kids. It's a, it's a series of smiley faces and it's a frowny face with a tear coming down and then just a normal frowning face. And then just like a not expression face at all. And then a sort of smile and then a big happy smile. And we say, Hey, point to your face on the pain scale score here. Which one of these most accurately represents you? And they'll be sitting there talking and laughing and still point at crying frowny boy
0: face. It doesn't matter how much you explain it. Can you guys see this? So I'm gonna explain this for the listeners. Have you guys seen this pain scale? Oh yeah.
2: We need to, can we link uh, Yeah, you should the...
1: post that in every room. I'm gonna like
0: oh. this. This is my favorite, this is my favorite pain scale because there aren't that many questions about this one. It says one out of 10, it might be an itch. Two out of 10, I just need a band aid. 3 out of 10, it's kind of annoying, and has a guy with an expletive coming out of his mouth. 4 out of 10, this is concerning, but I can still work. 5 out of 10, bees? 6 out of 10, bees! 7 out of 10, I can't stop crying. 8, I can't move it hurts so bad. 9, mauled by a bear or ninjas. And 10, or ninja. and 10 unconscious. <laughs> That's good, I like that. That's a pretty good we scale. Do that. We do need that
2: pain scale everywhere.
0: I, I get that all, all, all the time, but what you just said about people looking you in the eye, being totally calm and say, I'm a 10 out of 10 right now. And earlier in my career, there was a person, I looked right back at him seriously and said, no, you're not. <laughs> that didn't go very well. Oh yeah. That's, that's a bad way to go. People always ask too, like, well, I don't, I don't know. What do you, what do you think it is? I don't know. I can't feel your pain. I mean, this conversation is edging at about a five out of 10 for me right now. I can tell you that much, <laughs> but I don't know what your pain is. Well, what, other, what, pain is. what do yeah. other people say? I don't know. They don't have your pain either. Well, right. well I don't want you rating, rating mine next to somebody else. I don't. This is to you. Just answer my question. I know what I'm doing. So I'm glad you brought this up. Thank you, Ben. You're welcome. Going back to, to front office real quick. Don't complain about the paperwork. <laughs> we know it's a lot what do you want us to do about it
2: blame your government it's their fault most of it is because of them
0: yeah there is a ton of red tape that we have to go through to be able to treat you to be able to get paid for what we do to be able to not get sued by somebody to show that uh we did all necessary steps for the physicians who are writing medications to know what interactions you have what what uh allergies you have that seems to be important to some level I had one patient that was notorious for being very snippy about any paperwork, even one page you gave him. And he was very angry about this. And we have our patients do most of our big packet every six months. Cause got, you got oh. to have a full update. Okay. What's your, has your history changed? You know, cause especially for older individuals, their medical history could change a lot in six months. Yeah. And, uh, and this guy hadn't been in, in like a year and we asked him to redo it. <laughs> and he, after a lot of, of bitching and moaning, he finally did. And they came up and threw his paper... Basically threw the paperwork at the front desk. He got discharged. Did not get to see anybody. Uh, we don't like it any more than you do. It puts us behind. It's all stuff that we have to put into the computer. We get it. We hate it, too. We just have to do it. It's so you can get good care. Just please do it. Yeah. Next, because I'm kind of doing this chronologically. Be courteous to all staff members. Not just the physician or the PT or whoever else you're there to see because by the time it gets but you get back to us, we know from our staff what you've said to each one of them. We know if you've had an attitude with somebody. We know if you complained about somebody. We know if you hated the paperwork or not. We know if you hated the wall color. They tell us all these things. And it doesn't paint a good picture before we get in there. But then they'll they'll tell us the crabbiest person and we'll walk through the door. Oh hi, how are you? you're not the person that my staff just explained to me where'd that go like be nice to everybody not just me what is this
2: and, and kind of going along with that please please don't spit or throw feces on any of your healthcare members i feel like that should go without saying but as somebody who's been spit on and no. and, and feced and seriously dude i used to work in psych though so uh you know you got some <laughs> of that and the er you also get a little bit of that there too so Uh you know, just just try not to do that. And you grew up with me. I mean I used to do that about weekly. Yeah. I'm kinda used to it. I just feel like most people aren't, so yeah. It's not nice.
0: Matt, have you ever had feces thrown at you? I mean, besides the zoo, you never know what's gonna happen with the monkeys. No. Okay. That's gross. No.
1: I stay away from
2: the feces throwers. (laughs) <laughs> Just a good life rule, really. Um, What's next on your list? Uh, next on my list, I think, if we're following the uh, logical flow, is probably when when you're doing vitals. Uh, we know that our scale measures you five pounds heavier than your home scale. <laughs> Just we know it. We know. I need to go there.
1: I need to gain weight. You're, yeah,
2: yeah. Your uh, your fiance is trying to get you to gain weight, so. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, come to our our hospital and and we will help you gain five pounds. Yeah, we know. Don't, don't mention it. <laughs> uh, my, my next, I don't know if this, this might not be next. You know, if you, if you do some research, that's, that's fantastic. It makes my job a lot easier if you've done good research. Uh, I love it when patients come in and say, Hey, I've been re- researching this and here's some things that I learned. That's fantastic. I'll tell you, if you use sites like Medscape or the Cleveland clinic has a great website you use something like the Wall Street Journal, all those are really reputable sites. Um, if you use if you ever quote Dr. Oz, I'm, I'm gonna laugh a little bit and tune out, or just how
0: about Dr. WebMD?
2: Web, WebMD is fine. Um, it it tells me that you've you've done a little bit more research than uh than just scrolling through uh AOL or Yahoo Answers, ask Jeeves, ask Jeeves. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, WebMD can be um, uh, kind of a, a hopeless pit of hopelessness where you just kind of sink deeper and deeper into your symptoms until you're pretty much dying. So
0: And to add to that, we want people that are informed. That's great. You should be informed to do your due diligence. But don't go too far down that rabbit hole. You're going to, <laughs> to find, it's going to tell you that any symptom is cancer or whatever horrible thing understand that what you read online you're only getting bits and pieces that are all out in outer space and you're not pulling the story of the symptoms together which is what we all went to school to figure out is to put a rhyme or reason
2: to it and i'll tell you every time you come in and say i hear something that's wrong with me i've already thought is this possibly cancer and i'm asking you directed questions to make sure that i'm convinced that it's not so uh, you know i appreciate the research quoting gray's anatomy chicago med er uh, it just, you know, I know that's how they do it on there, but I don't I don't quote to you from Doc McStuffins, so. <laughs> uh,
0: you know my favorite one in my career, and, and this kind of branches off of that point, I had a guy my first year, uh, the first year of my career, come in and tell me that he was at a family dinner over the weekend and his brother-in-law, who is a vet, looked at him and thought that his calf was a different size or something that was what the problem was coming from like dude right. you have an mri that shows an, a meniscus tear i don't need to explain anything different right why are you having a vet look at you and you're taking their word over me awesome that's crazy i guess his confidence in me was not that high yeah man
2: when you're lower than the vet sorry all you vets out there we, we appreciate the work you do on the animals quote on the
0: animals
2: (laughs) my my next one this is probably one of my bigger ones if if you leave the office after we're all done and you say yeah i'm going to take the medicine uh and then you don't take the medicine and then you come back in a month and wonder why you're not better i mean i'm happy to see you still i don't get that 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 drives me nuts and absolutely drives me nuts just don't do that
0: (laughs) in the same way on the pt side Don't tell me you've done your home exercise program. And then you start doing the same program in our office and you just can't remember simple things like how to do a hamstring stretch. Right. Pretty sure you didn't do it. Not rocket science, which leads into another point too. If, if you, if you're not going to follow our advice, because maybe you disagree with us, feel free to have one conversation about that with us. But over that past that, if you don't believe us, if you don't agree with us, if you don't trust us, go somewhere else. Don't keep coming, don't keep arguing, just go. Because you're putting our licenses at stake and a good provider is gonna see that and kick you out anyway. But you're putting our licenses at stake and you're not doing yourself any good in the process.
2: Right, and I think I think that's a, a helpful thing for patients to know is is if if you constantly disagree with your, your position or, you know, your physical therapist or whoever's taking care of you like find somebody that you can agree with that it just doesn't make sense why you would come back just so you can pay money so you can argue with somebody my two cents
0: and it happens all day it's it's incredible we we want you to get the best care possible and if you don't think it's with us great be honest just say you know what that maybe i don't agree yeah cool all right the discharge note i'll walk you to the door I'll shake your hand and be cordial about it too but if you sit here and argue with me then we're going down a different road exactly this i get all right my next point i get that this is confusing there are thousands of these plans out there but it is your job to know your insurance plan to understand the basics of what it covers they're complicated i get that i don't expect you know all the nuances of it but you should understand the basics of like deductible copay co-insurance Um, what specialists are, uh, how many PT visits you might have in a year, stuff like that. Those are on your basic summary of benefits that you have. You should understand the basics of your plan. If you need a script, if you don't, something like that. Offices will help you with that stuff. We do it as a service. We also do it to know how we're going to get paid in the process. But overall, it is your responsibility to have some idea about your plan. Most people have zero clue about any part of their plan whatsoever. They're like, well, it's your job to tell it to To tell it to tell me. No, it's not our job to tell you step one of your insurance plan. It's our job to tell you how it involves us, but it's not our job to teach you about insurance. You kind of glazed over some of that, Ben.
2: I, I agree with That's- that. I, it's, it's frustrating. I, I'll tell you, I don't know much about my own insurance plan, and it sucks. Insurances just suck in general. If you're an insur- insurance person, you suck also. Uh-huh.
0: And everybody agrees with that statement. Uh,
2: but yes, uh, I mean, it's it's frustrating for everybody. I agree. It's it's really frustrating for me when the patients don't know anything about their insurance, but uh, I get it because nobody, nobody takes the time to understand it because it changes in 20 minutes anyway. So it's a big frustration for me, but it, I, it's more because of the insurance. I hate them and not the patient for that. So.
0: Oh, and, and I agree with you. Yeah, because yeah, there are thousands of plans that change daily. Sometimes Ugh. you can't keep up with this stuff going back to clinical stuff. If you're coming to see us, we're going to ask you about your symptoms. Think about them before the, you get to our office. Don't act <laughs> surprised when we ask you about them. So what does that feel like? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> yep,
2: Exactly that. I, uh, You know, and, and, and just be, be prepared to be honest. Like you, you slipped and fell and had a broom somehow get shoved up your rectum. Like, like we, we all know it's not true. Okay. Just, I mean, you're coming in, just tell us the truth so we can help you out. It makes, how do you know it's not true? Are the (laughs) floors still dirty after they walk by? I, I, I've never (laughs) seen one be true so far.
0: And also know that we're going to write down whatever you say and we will remember it or someone insurance is going to read over that or an attorney is going to read over that in the future. So if you're also seeing multiple medical providers and you are lying to at least one of them, those stories are going to make it around. And eventually it will not be a good scenario for you. Yeah. So be consistent. We had a, a lean patient several months ago that. For like the first, I think first primary care provider and his surgeon, his spine surgeon. So he had a big, he had a big, uh, disc herniation in his low back. He said it was a work related thing. Like he did it lifting boxes or whatever to our physician. He messed up and he said something flippant about, yeah, he's working out at the gym and he did it now. Now it didn't catch up with him until a couple months after that, Ugh. but his lean company the work is the workers' comp, sorry, not a lien. They read that and he had had thousands and thousands of dollars of medical care. And they read that and said, No, we're not paying for it. This is all on you. So yeah. He was going through all this treatment that he was going to get covered. And he got stuck with a huge bill after that because he slipped and told someone, Well, the truth. Thank you for telling the truth, but don't lie to the other ones.
2: Yeah. I mean, I mean, just tell the truth. I feel like that's just a general life policy. Just. Tell the truth. We, we know when you're lying. But isn't it, I mean, not like you said,
1: Ben, it's a good life policy, but even more so if you're trying to get help with something, you want the doctor to
2: know as much information as possible to give you the right treatment. Exactly. Exactly. You know, when you come in and you say, uh, I took some pills and I don't know what they are, uh, and now I'm feeling funny, like you know, if you really do know what they are, like, it helps me treat you and take care of you. Um, you know, if you say, I I used to do drugs. And when you say I used to, you mean, the last time you did it was earlier this morning, like, there's, you know, you have to be both honest and like, factually honest as well. And because I, I, I don't care, I don't report to the police, I'm not telling the police, oh, hey, you know, Mr. Jones does cocaine, like, I just need to know it so that I can help you. Like you're saying, if, if you do cocaine and I prescribe you certain medications, it's gonna kill you. And that's that's bad for business.
0: <laughs> and bad for you.
2: And bad for you as a patient. What else is on your list, Ben? How about use your phone responsibly? Oh, uh, oh thank you. This one's kind of ridiculous. You know, I mean, I get sometimes you're waiting for the the, the provider to come in and see you and it's it can be what a long way. you wait. say? I know, I know, I threw up in my mouth a little bit. But you're waiting a long time and you got to just play some angry birds to kill the boredom. I get that. But when the when the person comes in to see you, like put away your phone, like just be be a decent human being. And kind of along with that, like if you get an important phone call in the middle, don't answer it. Don't answer it. If you answer your phone while I'm actively trying to take care of you. And I've done this before. I just say, hey, I'm going to step out. I'll get back to you when I get a chance. It sounds like you've got something really important to do. Uh, I've got patients who really need me right now and it's not, it's not that I'm trying to be a jerk, but I really have patients who need me. And, and if you don't have the courtesy to not be on the phone, then, uh, I, I'm going to make time for patients who want, want me to be around Absolutely. Uh, on the flip side though. If you have like a weird rash that comes and goes, use your phone and take a picture of it. You, uh, you're, you're, uh, you're there with your uncle and your uncle has like these weird, like eye movements, but only sometimes like take a video of his eye movements so that i can see it uh you know you get some weird poo it's got like some weird things in it don't bring in the poo take a picture and bring it into me like that's that's what i you know that's helpful that's helpful you know if you come in and you're like i had this rash it's not really there anymore and you and i didn't take any pictures of it i'm really worried about it like i can't do anything about that i, I guess it's something but i don't know so so use your phone responsibly Use use it for good and not evil
0: if your phone rings and the ringer is on in the middle of an appointment and you say, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And, and you turn it off, but then it happens three or four or five more times in subsequent appointments. We're going to not really care about your apology anymore. Cause now it's we're a chatter. Like yeah. <laughs> you're not sorry. If you were sorry, <laughs> next time you're not going to have that. Yeah. One of the last things I have understand that we look at everything from a liability standpoint we have to to protect ourselves and especially those who are prescribing heavy medications to you or are going to perform surgery on you if they get a hint that maybe you're a litigious person or you are looking for this isn't the right wording but looking for trouble that that person is going to change their demeanor so I was in a <clears throat> a a an office with a surgeon, and we were seeing this patient, and he was he was, it was a pre-op consult. He was going to do just an easy like meniscal uh, clean out surgery, and the patient just got kind of a really weird vibe, just kind of argumentative, and both of us kind of caught it and gave each gave each other looks a couple times. Just this person really having an attitude with him. We weren't quite sure where it was coming from. And he just finally stopped, God bless him, and said, what's going on? Why? What's going on here? You're being argumentative with me, and I don't understand why. And she gave a very rude answer to him. He said, you know what? This isn't going to work out. You need to go find another surgeon. And then she flew off the handle. F you, F this, this F in place. Wow and he like both of us are like what the heck just happened and we walked out of the room and he's like well i'm glad i asked that question like that told me a lot yeah that's terrible things like this happen even if if maybe you're not being that shady like we have stories like that that are always in our mind still and that everyone has to be a little bit guarded from i don't know the full take-home point of that except that like know that we have licenses to protect. And if you lose a medical license, you really don't have much else to make money with. And so we have to be careful with it.
2: Yeah, and I think part of that, you know, can also come back to, um, at least for me, that I I don't work at Burger King or McDonald's. And so when you come in, like you can tell me what you think you need, but you're not, you're not picking things off of a menu that I'm gonna be giving or giving to you or doing to you. So, you know, if you say, hey, I'm here and I need this medicine, uh, I'll say, okay, let's, let's take a look and see if you actually do need it. But if, if in my medical opinion, you don't need it, then I'm not going to give it to you because I'm I'm not just going to give out medicine just for fun. And so, you know, again, it kind of goes back to that. I'm, I'm, I need to protect my license and I also need to protect you as, as the patient. And I, and I want to do that. And most um, healthcare providers want to protect the patients from themselves. So the probably one that uh my wife and i had a conversation about uh at one of our kids recent pediatricians appointments uh is that don't ask about another patient's problems um right so uh, but and and that sounds weird but what i mean is that like uh matt you know if you're in at the doctor's office uh and you're like hey uh you know my brother has this weird rash what do you think it could be like (laughs) that's cool like, you think it'll be just a real quick thing. You're like, oh, hey, here's a, here's, a, here's a picture on a phone. What do you think this could be? It's from somebody else. Like, for you, you're like, oh, the doctor will just diagnose a simple rash. It'll be really easy. But for me, there's a whole lot more that goes into looking at a rash than just, oh, that's, I recognize that. Here's what it is. It's, there's a whole bunch of different things I have to run through in my mind that it could be. And it, it's doing that person a disservice to uh, try and diagnose them just like that, as you're leaving. So, you know, we see it a lot with kids uh, and parents. Like parents will come in and be like, "Oh, hey, I brought I brought little Johnny in, but little Susie, I left her at home. Uh, can you take care of her also?" "What? No, bring Susie in so I can make sure that that we're giving her the best medical care." And that's that's probably the big one. It's it's usually parents of children. They don't want to bring in all the children. Just bring them all in. It's easier for me, and it's safer for the kids.
0: Also, and I thought this is the road you were going down, and then you changed. You're wordy. He headed down this road first. Don't ask about another patient in the office either. We oh, see yeah. it's in an open PT room all the time. Oh, what that person had done? I can't tell you that. <laughs> exactly. You can ask that person what they had done. Absolutely. You can go ask away. Make a friend. But I, we
2: can't do that. We can't tell you what's what's going on with that guy over there.
0: And you get it all the time. Oh, so they had these surgeries, huh? You're right. They do have scars on their knee. They look pretty fresh. You should ask them. Yeah.
2: I can't, I can't tell you now. Uh Oh, here's, here's probably my last one. And this one, everybody does it. It's you come in for one reason, but you're so embarrassed about it that you wait till everything's wrapped up to say it. You're like, you know, we've talked for 20 minutes. I've already spent more time with you than, than really I should have about your different things and uh, and I'm just about to leave. I've got my hand on the door. We're both standing up, walking out and you're like, oh, hey doc, by the way, uh, I've got erectile dysfunction or hey, can you help me out with some of these little blue pills? That's why you're there. You were there for this whole, that's the whole reason you're there and you wait till the very end to tell me like, that's just mean. And usually what I'll do is I'll say, hey, uh, I'd love to talk to you about this, but we're gonna have to do it another time because you ran out of time. If it's something that you're so embarrassed to talk about, Literally, write it down. Say, "Here's my agenda to talk with my doctor about." Write it down, and then just show it to me. I'll I'll read it. I can read. I I I promise, and I'll look it over. Here's the the things that you want to talk about. Okay, and I'll bring it up. I don't mind asking you about your erectile dysfunction. I don't mind asking you about the weird lump on your penis. I I ask people about that all day long. And so, if you've got that, just write it down, and I'll, I'll read it, and then you don't have to bring it up in conversation because that there's nothing that makes anybody more frustrated than that than both the patient and the doctor uh i think those are my probably my big ones i've got a a list of 13 that we're going to put on our uh, blog um that i've kind of expanded upon and uh and, and that'll be posted here in the next if it's not already posted by the time you're listening to this it'll be posted in the next day or two
0: so take home message your medical offices work really hard to take care of you there's a lot of work behind the scenes help them out, do everything you can on your side to help get the best treatment. And if you don't do your part, don't wonder why you're not getting the best treatment on our side, wonder why we're in a hurry, wonder why we have to reschedule you, wonder why we're distracted, who knows what. Exactly, we want to give you the best possible care.
2: And a lot of times we find that patients are fighting against us. And and really we wanna be on a team with you, so
0: and sometimes i want to add to that too there are also a lot of bad care models out there that you come from and we get that but don't bring your grievances with them into our office you're with us give us a chance don't take it out on us let's say yeah like i said give us a chance let's get you good treatment it should be different and better if we're the office that we say we are we try to be but don't automatically just start taking out on us for what you've had before exactly right you concur doctor i
2: concur
0: how about you goose you
1: concur i concur
0: all right there you go be good to your medical offices please so they can be good to you This week is a special week for us. I know we said this week was dedicated to our number one listener. And it's still dedicated to you, Mr. D- or Mrs. Number One Listener. But it's also dedicated to our sponsor. Because that's right. We are now a sponsored podcast.
1: Yay! We are legit
2: now. Legit. Thank you for your Wait, sponsor. are we
1: sponsored by the number one listener? <laughs> that would
2: be
0: strange <laughs> um no <laughs> no no so we are sponsored by fleet feet sports fleet wow. feet sports is a national company they uh operate in several different cities they have one in scottsdale they are right up the road from my practice i've used them for years they are high-end running shoe store they do a fantastic job. They know what they're doing in fitting each of the clients that walk through the door. They have an awesome board called Fit ID that uses cameras and motion uh motion sensors and pressure plates to see everything about your foot that you never would have known and never maybe even wanted to know. <laughs> it's like exact size of your foot, how your arch and The forefoot and hind foot and everything measure up compared to the averages in, in America and whatnot. The take home message of that is they get so much information to help fit you with exactly the type of shoe that you should have. And their employees are extremely well trained in making sure that you are in the right type of shoe for your foot and they know what they're looking for, which is extremely important because poor arch support is rampant in this country and leads to several problems with the foot, the knee, the hip, the back, you name it.
2: Well, and anybody yeah, anybody who's done any long distance running or even just running on a regular basis knows the importance of having good footwear to keeping yourself healthy and able to run. And if you just go to like, you know, your normal old store or Walmart and pick up shoes off the, off the rack, you're going to do fine for a little bit, but it's going to cause you more problems in the long run. Um, when I've gone to places that have done specially fitted shoes for me, it's been amazing. And uh, just looking over Fleet Feet's website, they've got a ton of resources on there. These guys are legit.
0: I don't buy shoes anywhere else. I love these guys. And they have a special for our listeners. You go in, you tell them that you heard them on the Doc Doc Goose podcast, they're going to give you $15 off your first pair of shoes right there. Plus, start you in their rewards program, which is actually a really good rewards program and gives you a good amount of money back for the money you spend. You can try going into another fleet feed across the country and ask for this special. Say you heard on our podcast. I can't tell you if they're going to honor this or not. They might. They're nice people. Who knows? But I can tell you if you go to the one in Scottsdale, Arizona, tell them you heard about them on the Doc, Doc, Goose podcast that we sent you in. They will give you that $15 off your first pair of shoes. They're located on Pima Road, so you take the Pima Princess exit on the 101 uh, in Scottsdale. They're about a quarter mile north up there. Tell them that we sent you. They're awesome. Alright, so as we did last episode, we are going to do our health article roulette, where each of us brings our health article to the table, and one of them is getting cut, because it's just not good enough.
2: It's going to be the goose article. I'm predicting it now. (laughs) You're predicting it, or I told you it's like Well, now everybody knows that you told me, but I was predicting it.
1: Or am I playing the sleeper card and trying oh. to trick you? Uh-oh. Uh, all we I gotta will see.
0: His you is, mine is not going to lose this week.
2: I don't think mine's going to lose. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do you, I
0: don't think mine's going to lose.
1: I, I think yours is. Actually, <laughs> me too. I oh, do too.
0: If nothing else, we're going to conspire against you so yours loses. Sorry. <laughs> ben... What is your article?
2: My article comes from Insider Health this week. Uh, Here's why you should never eat the clean part of moldy bread. Like it. Sold. Yeah, you are. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, you like this.
1: Mine is from Medical News Today. Not this week. October 9th, though. And it's the health benefits of elderberry. that's actually really exciting
0: is it maybe no could be guys 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 Mm -hmm. disney world's biggest secret it's a favorite spot to scatter family ashes Uh, (laughs) that ding means that i think it won (laughs) (laughs) that was perfect timing
1: that was good timing um
0: all right who's getting cut
1: i vote the goose gets cut gets his
2: neck cut off can you save this for another time i want to know the secret to elderberries
1: oh don't worry it's come back next week (laughs) fantastic
0: okay i want to know what Uh, elderberries are exactly don't you
2: are they related at all to the dingleberry I hope not.
1: People eat these, so
2: not, not berries. I hope not then. Yes.
0: All right, Dr. Imes, let's hear it. I'm gonna summarize
2: this article, which is already a summary of a video. Basically, if you see mold on your bread, don't eat it. Uh, no such thing as clean part of moldy bread. Uh, once you've already got the mold that is showing, that's like that's that's tons and tons of mold that's already. Uh, what's the right word, permeated throughout the entire loaf of bread. It's, it's already got invisible little hyphae, little reproductive portions of the mold. have all infested the rest of the bread. Even though you can't see it yet, it's everywhere. So if you cut off that little moldy part that you can see, you're just eating the stuff that you can't see.
1: So I am a culprit of that. And I have cut off little pieces and ate good pieces. What's that
2: mean for me? Am I dying? Well, here's the deal. Some mold can be really good for you, right? Like uh, penicillin was originally found as a byproduct of mold. So you might be saving your life. You might be killing yourself um, because some mold can kill you. So uh, just just don't play the odds and, and just don't eat it.
1: Uh, g- explain that more. more. How can mold
2: kill you? Why is it? What's bad about it? Uh, so depending on how the mold enters your body, some mold can kill you, uh, because depending on where it goes to, it can be bad for you. So, uh, I'll tell you, I had a lady in the office. She's actually followed up with me today, but last week she was in the office because she got some mold in her ear canal. Her ear canal swelled up, closed shut, and was having yellow stuff drip out of it. It was so nasty and it was a mold and we had to treat her with antifungals. Um, there's a mold or a fungus in Arizona that causes something we call valley fever. Uh, this can kill you. It can make you wish you were dead. Um, and it's, uh, it's pretty nasty. It, depending on how bad you get, you can get that fungus and mold can kind of get in your stomach. And if, if you're on the wrong sort of medications, it can really hurt you. Hmm. So don't do it. Don't uh, eat mold. It can also just give you really gnarly diarrhea and nobody needs that.
0: <laughs> hmm
2: unless you're super constipated then eat the mold gross uh, no don't don't do that gross sean what's your article
0: so when you think of disneyland or disney world what do you think of churros,
2: churros. yes i do too actually good churros oh those churros are amazing
0: uh, churros uh, i think but... of
2: it's a small world yep being played over i think of how much over, i hate it over again
1: yes it's a it's a good midday break ride Just it is small world relax lay back oh, like a little, hot summer day yeah, yeah. robotic kids sing it's a small
0: world. that's it <laughs> that was fantastic <laughs> that's all you get thanks for that well some people associate disneyland or disney world with the perfect place to spread grandma's ashes. This is Wait. actually a health epidemic in Disney grandma's Cisoral dead parks. Uh not yours. Oh. Some sh- somebody's proverbial grandma. Oh, okay. Say. All right. Thanks.
2: I thought that was your way of telling me. So t- why
1: why uh, grandma not grandpa? Uh,
2: Just grandma? Uh, anyway. Only female ashes can be spread at Disneyland Matt.
0: Uh, Everybody knows this. Yes. So this is become such an issue they actually have their own codes for ash cleanup so can we can we guess what the codes are sure so there's three codes listed here okay uh code v what do you think code v is v as in victor go
2: for it ben uh they are spreading the ashes of a veteran around disneyland
0: oh we're going the wrong direction no Um, what you can't do so right? So so let's let's think outside of ashes for a moment. Sorry. Oh. We we were both thinking different directions. Um. So things that they would have to clean up. Code V. Oh oh. Code V. Somebody oh. tripped and spilled grandma's ashes on somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Again, let's get off ashes for a second. Dang it! I, what, I thought that's what we were talking what, about. What, what, yeah. Yes, yes, I'm still yes, so okay, confused. Okay, okay. Okay. Give okay. us little. code V. Uh,
1: uh, then sorry. we'll. That's the rest. Okay, let's yeah, let's, let's back so up. Hold on. Right
0: let's back up out of Ashes in general, okay? Okay. There, So each different type of mess that they have to clean up in Disney parks has a code with it. Oh, that they go over at okay. the, the radios, okay? So this is where we, we lost you here. Yeah. So it lists three codes in here. It it gives these other two as an intro, and then it, it says the one for the ashes. Okay. So the first two are not ash related. Oh, okay. Gosh, so this is what wow. you're guessing. Okay. Code V.
1: So, somebody threw up.
2: Yeah. Vomit. vomit. Code v for vomit.
0: V vomit. Good work. Oh, nailed it. Code
2: U. Brown underwear. <laughs> <laughs> somebody messed
0: their pants. You pooped. You're in.
2: URINE!
1: SOMEBODY PEE! URINE!
0: You got it! Code U is for urine.
1: Hey, here's a quick tip for all you people out there. So if you go to Disneyland and you have to pee, just ride one of the rides that is a water ride. (laughs) And it it just gets mixed in with all of it. But wait till you get splashed. Because
0: if you (laughs) do too soon, people will notice. Thank you for that insider tip. That was... Uh... <laughs> because it's Disneyland. They don't have infrared cameras everywhere. No. <laughs> They're never going to see you do this. Oh, don't... Wow. Oh, okay. That's one way to not get asked back. If you happen to get a hold of a Disney radio, though, and someone says, HEPA cleanup, mm. grab your dust devil, you're going to go pick up some ashes. Grandma needs to be dusted off the floor. Custodians say this happens about once a month which i'm shocked is that little maybe because when you yeah. really think about it what do you think is the most common ride that ashes get spread on
2: pirates pirates of the caribbean okay 100 maddie uh space Mountain. Oh, wait wait wait. i want to change my answer i want to change my answer i know i know i know okay the haunted mansion oh Dude. you got it yeah. that's, that's a good one huh? yeah
0: one disney so- custodian is quoted as saying the haunted mansion probably has so much human ashes in it that it's not even funny <laughs> <laughs> uh, gross. That sounds so awesome. gross yeah
2: don't it's, breathe in there children just hold your yeah, back the entire I'm ride just
1: thinking that ride has a lot of like s- smoky fog going on inside who knows? Ooh. That's
0: probably ashes. That's not actually fog. That's the, that's Someone not just released fog. Grandpa. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, you've breathed in, Grandpa. Oh. That's wrong. Wow.
0: Well, thanks for that, Sean.
1: Yeah.
0: You're welcome. That was good. A little something to remember Disneyland by next time you're there. Disneyland, will it kill you? Maybe. And if not, you can be buried there. Uh, wait, does Disneyland allow this? No, they do not like this. Oh, oh. And you have to hide these ashes. Oh. Like, if they see ashes, like, when they're doing pat-downs and purse stuff, Yeah. you ain't coming in. So you gotta, like, keister it or something to get that in the park.
1: Yeah, shut up your Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Put in a bag first. Put in a bag.
0: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. I'm glad we defined keistering so quick. Thank you.
2: (laughs) It, it don't 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 wait until you're in the security line to to pack it. <laughs> to be like, oh shoot, I forgot this. That's that's where you get in a lot of trouble, <laughs> I feel like. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think there's a good time to pack it and good time not to pack it. Like too soon is packing it before you even start the road trip. Right. right? And, and then too late is when you're in line, so yeah, there's there's a fine line between when you should and shouldn't.
2: There's a, a sweet spot when you can. There is, yeah. Shove, shove grandma's ashes up where the sun don't shine. Yeah, maybe mm. after breakfast. And after you know you've had your 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 big cup of coffee for breakfast. That's true. Yeah, that could be rough.
0: But don't mix up the sugar and the ash container. That will yeah. go in your coffee. Mm.
2: I mean, unless unless grandma was diabetic and she just had a whole bunch of sugar inside of her, uh, you might not be able to taste the difference.
0: It it will not fulfill grandma or grandpa's wish. That's what I was going to say. They did not ask to be buried in a cup of coffee. <laughs> they wanted to go in Tom Sawyer's Island.
2: Oh, Tommy. Wouldn't
0: that Tommy. Be kind of, I, now, I might write this into my will, quite honestly. Um, how cool would it be, though, if you're an Indiana Jones... And you're going through the main room, and like the fire's going everywhere, and like they, you have someone time it, okay? So they have to know what they're doing. There's no amateurs in this. And Wait. when like the fire comes up, they throw your ashes in, so it's even a bigger fire.
2: Oh <laughs> like, yeah, and mix it with like I will mix it with like a little bit of like a fire dust or something, oh, so it's an yeah. extra big explosion.
0: Ooh. And someone's got to get that on tape. That is the way to go. Okay, uh, Sean, when you die, I'm
2: doing that for you. Thank you, Disney, if you're listening. I'm not doing that.
1: Be ready. <laughs> ban Benjamin i from yeah, ever you should, coming.
2: You should probably ban me before I get there. <laughs> Check
0: his keister. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> So we are recently done with uh, our diets that we've been doing. We subjected ourselves to different diets for the good of our listeners. In the name of science. And in the name of science. To um, give a glimpse into these different diets. Some of those glimpses were shorter than others. On the next episode, we're going to talk about these diets, but maybe let's give real quick. I mean, we've all finished it now, at least now we're just gathering, uh, uh, our, our data, let's say, um, and do a little bit of research to talk about it next time, but let's tease the audience. What, what are they going to get to hear about?
2: Uh, I'll start off because mine was an epic success. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen,
2: even though you may have heard that I was doing the raw food diet, I actually did the whole thirty diet because let's face it, I'm a moron. Um <laughs> somehow I got it in my head that I was doing whole 30. And so I set out to do seven days of whole 30. And um, well, you'll just have to listen to find out how I did.
0: I, I wondered when you said you're doing whole thirty, but I didn't go to I'm like, oh, maybe those are the same name. And I didn't no. I didn't correct no. you because I didn't know. I'm, I'm that big of a doofus. And we'll I week. did
1: the best diet ever. And I'm not going to say what it is. So you'll have to listen. But you liked your diet. Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> Life-changing.
0: Wow. I can't wait to hear about this one. Um, mine, I did lose four pounds in a week. I'll tell you my success story next time. We also did take videos of it all. Um, we're going to figure out what way we want to compile those and, uh, put them together for you. So look forward to that as well. So our next episode, we will talk about our diet successes and all the different types of diets that were recommended to us. You'll get to hear all about it and you'll get to choose your favorite maybe, or maybe not, or maybe not.
2: Uh, well on today's show, ladies and gentlemen, you heard all about how to be a good patient, Uh, Some things that bother us when we see patients and things that can slow down your visit. Um, We talked about whether or not you should eat moldy bread. And there's a clear consensus that you really should not eat any bread that has any sign of mold on it. I think that should go with like any sort of food, like ham as well. Like if you see mold on your ham, don't eat the ham. And then we also learned about spreading your ashes. What if it's not a cookie? Might be worth it. Spreading your ashes at Disneyland. Actually, spreading your loved ones—you can't spread your own ashes at Disneyland, theoretically. Uh, spreading your your loved ones' ashes at Disneyland—that is a thing. Apparently, Disney frowns on it, but you can do it if you don't get caught. So, (laughs) don't say that. I'm just saying that—that was my takeaway. That was my summary. I'm not—I'm not encouraging anybody endorsing doing anything if,
1: as
0: long as you're not caught uh if nobody saw (laughs)
2: it it didn't happen
0: (laughs) just don't spread it in the haunted mansion be creative yeah you know what here's a question of the week if you have spread ashes at disneyland we want to know where you did it and if you were successful b the part i'm really interested in is how would you want your ashes to be spread in disneyland i want to hear what your ideas. are. you heard mine about the fire in, in indiana jones i want to hear your idea
2: baked into a churro
1: oh gross that means no (laughs) just spitballing some ideas here guys settle down i i would wait till christmas time when they have the snow no don't don't
0: <laughs> oh, all, everyone's tearing up. Someone's doing a proposal. <laughs> There's Matt writing down. That's <laughs> like blessing the marriage, I think. Oh,
2: <laughs> yeah. uh, that'd be ice cream. That would be episode four for Doc Doc Goose. Thanks for listening. Please go on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, anything else that you can think of, and rate us. Uh, we prefer five stars, but if you're gonna give us a one, let us know. And uh, if you can somehow give us a 10, remember, we will take 10 10 stars any time of the day. But remember, if you give us
1: one star, we'll give you a shout out.
2: (laughs) You're our new number one (laughs) fan.
1: And
0: and this episode was dedicated to you, my friend. Our number one fan. I'm Sean Palmer. I'm Ben Imes. I'm Matt Imes. See you later. Thank you for listening to the Doc Doc Goose Podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes. For more information about the show, visit our website at www.ddgpodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the DDG Podcast.